Have you ever received some advice that was so simple but still profound to the point that you kept thinking about it and chewing on it and really dissecting it and unpacking it? Well, in today's episode of Happy Without Medicine, I'm going to be sharing some work-related advice that I received that I know will be really helpful for you as you navigate work to a point where you're loving it more, enjoying it more, possibly to the point that you're doing it well into your 80s. Don't believe me? Listen to this episode to find out more. Enjoy! Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode, and I just wanted to say a big thank you for choosing to press play on this week's episode of Happy Without Medicine. Podcasts are one of my favorite ways to learn, one of my favorite ways to grow. In fact, just yesterday, I listened to a couple of episodes on my way back from work. So I was working at a very busy clinic about an hour or so away from home. It's a place I go to a few times a month on my days off from my psychotherapy practice. And I've been really enjoying going there and coming back and the work itself so far. They have a really great team and a really great system there. So a little bit of a life update there, but the interesting part of my shift yesterday at this clinic is that my colleague at the clinic. So usually there's two, sometimes three of us working alongside a nurse at the clinic. And so my colleague yesterday, I was just working with one other doctor and he was a very elderly man, which was obvious from when I met him at the beginning of our shift together. But what I did not expect though was his actual age. So he was wearing a lab coat, had a mask on, was bald, a little bit gray. And a couple of hours into our shift, we got to talking and he asked me, oh, so did you work in an ER or do you work in the ER as well? I told him, yeah, that, yeah, I used to, but now I spend my time mostly in psychotherapy and sometimes working at clinics like this one from time to time. And then he told me that he used to work at a trauma center in Ottawa. He did that for about 30 years before moving to the greater Toronto area. And then he casually (laughs) just dropped some jaw-dropping information. He was like, yeah, I'm 82 years old and this is what I enjoy doing now. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? Whoa, 80 what? 82 years old working, you know? And of course I immediately asked him, so sir, what is your secret? What is your secret to staying healthy, to staying active? And I'm talking a busy clinic. Like this is an urgent care clinic that we're talking about. And he comes, he drives also about an hour to come to this clinic to tell you how 
good and well run the clinic is, there are a few of us that will actually drive a distance to work there. He says that, yeah, I drove in an hour today and I'm driving an hour back at the end of my day. And I do this six or seven times a month, which is a lot already. And then you talk about someone who's in their 80s, right? So I asked him, so sir, what's your secret? And he simply said, keep working. (laughs) He wasn't telling me to get back to work. He was saying, keep working. The end. Literally, that's all he said. He said, keep working. I mean, I was expecting a lecture on diet and exercise and work-life balance and maybe some mistakes he'd made and how he would do things differently. And all he simply said was, keep working. And I mean, he's obviously on to something because at 80 years old, I tell you that this man, we'll call him Dr. P, (laughs) this man gave me a run for my money yesterday. He barely sat down during our entire nine-hour shift. Yes, he went for his lunch, he went to the break room, and then came back. And despite it being a very busy shift, he still took the time to teach me a thing or two. He was chatting with the nurses, teaching them as well. And at the end, we talked about his kids and how he goes to India for three months a year and how he spends a few weeks in the United States with his children and all of that. And this morning, as I was reflecting on our time together yesterday at work, I was thinking about him and just the simplicity of his advice. And it continues to resonate with me the simplicity of the advice that he gave, which was keep working. But the truth is that as simple as it sounds, there are several layers to this advice that Dr. P gave yesterday, which was to keep working. And that's what I want to unpack a little bit in today's episode of Happy Without Medicine. So keep working. What does that actually mean? The thought of working into your 60s, your late 60s, let alone into your 70s and your 80s might really not sit right with you. Maybe you're breaking out into hives or maybe your heart is racing a little bit or maybe you have a weight sitting on your shoulders right now just at the thought of working decades and decades and decades beyond what you're doing now. But Interestingly, you know, a few weeks ago, my husband and I, we met with our financial planner and he asked us when we plan to retire. He asked both of us when we plan to retire. And I told him that, you know, I actually don't plan to retire. When I think about my future, I don't see this, you know, the traditional sense of retirement. I actually plan to keep working by God's grace, as long as I'm physically and mentally able to do so. And hopefully, prayerfully, that is well beyond 82. Retiring in that traditional sense that we think of it, you know, you have this big retirement party and then you go into retirement and maybe you downsize your house. Maybe you're spending six months on the beach and six months, I don't know, like that doesn't really jive with me. The future that I see for myself actually involves continuing to work. For one thing, I'm building my psychotherapy business in a way that is sustainable and enjoyable for me. That also allows me to prioritize my values and honor them and the things that are important to me in my life. And for another thing, I've quickly learned to identify work environments that make work actually feel like work. And because I've tasted something different, work that is enjoyable, work that I can look forward to. For example, this clinic that I was just talking to you about, 
it's very hard for me to tolerate anything less than an enjoyable, pleasurable work environment. Is it going to be hard? Yes, it's going to be hard, especially given the type of job that I do. But being able to identify the types of people that I want to work with, the types of leaders that I want running the organization that I'm a part of, you know, those are the things that I've learned over the years to look out for that allow me to go into work that is enjoyable for me. And I'll be the first to acknowledge my privilege. You know, as someone who has a medical degree, licensed to practice here in Ontario, I can also apply for licenses across the country, no problem. I have options, truthfully and thankfully, I I do acknowledge that. And on top of that, my personality is one that allows for me to try new things. For better, for worse, you know, I tend to jump first and then start to build the bridge as I'm jumping, kind of figuring things out as I go. So my personality also lends to the fact that I'm able to try new things. So these things allow for me to be a little more adventurous when it comes to finding the right fit when it comes to work for me. But I've also met colleagues who are also physicians who have the same privilege as I do for that flexibility, and they stay and they persevere way too long through horrible workplaces because of fear, um, the fear of the unknown, that's a big one, or maybe a warped sense of loyalty to an organization that actually is not looking out for their best interests, or maybe a distorted sense of self-worth that causes them to ask, where else will I find a place that dot, dot, dot. They don't realize the value that they would bring to any organization and they end up staying in a place that isn't working for them. All I have to say, I really want to spend the rest of this episode breaking down the simplicity of Dr. P's advice to keep working. This is his secret to longevity, his secret to staying active into his 80s. You know, he says, keep working. And I just want to unpack that a little bit. And I realized that in order for us to actually work as long as we want to, work has to have these three features at the very least. It has to be enjoyable, it has to be sustainable, and it has to be profitable. And I'm going to talk about those three things a little bit in this episode So to start off with enjoyable, of course, you need to look forward to going into work every day or however many days of the week that you work. Waking up with a sense of dread, wondering, oh my goodness, what does this day have in store for me? What's going to go wrong this day? Who do I have to face this day? If you wake up with a sense of dread, there's no way you're going to be able to keep working until you're 82 years old. And again, just because you don't enjoy a particular part of your job doesn't mean that it's automatically a no, but it has to be enjoyable a majority of the time. Otherwise, there's no way. There's no way you're going to want to keep doing it as soon as the circumstances allow for you to leave you're going to move on to something that's more enjoyable and that might not even involve working at all. Many people say that if they won a lottery, they would not work, like they would not go back to their jobs. And that's because many people haven't found work that is enjoyable enough for them to keep doing well into their old age. And just a bit of a caveat here, or just a bit of a disclaimer here, Just because there are particular parts of your job that you don't necessarily like doesn't automatically mean, oh, okay, I'm moving on to something else that's more enjoyable. 
I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, it's important to ask questions and get curious about why is it that I don't enjoy this job, especially if it's something that you did enjoy at some point. Ask those questions. You know, what is it that you don't enjoy? Why don't you enjoy it anymore? Or why don't you enjoy it at all? Is it because the commute is too far and you end up feeling drained even before you start your job or at the end of your day when you get home? Maybe you can ask for a closer location. Maybe you can ask for a co-working space depending on the type of job that you're doing. Is it that your legs and your feet are on fire at the end of your shift? Maybe you can get better shoes or compression stockings that make you less drained and uncomfortable during your work hours. Or maybe you're finding that you're not liking work because you're getting headaches and you're irritable and you're finding that you're having arguments and you're getting into things with your colleagues. Well, maybe you need to plan your meals, make sure you have breakfast, make sure you have lunch, make sure you have snacks with you such that work is enjoyable. Do what you can. So if you're finding that your work isn't enjoyable right now, it's not an automatic, okay, it's time to pack up and find something different. Ask these important questions because there might be some things that you can fix in order to make work enjoyable for you. Okay? So that's enjoyable. The next is sustainable. And this is where values, your values, your personal values come through. And if you don't know what your values are, check the show notes because I will link to a quick exercise that you can do in order to identify your values. Because if there's a job that doesn't align with your values, better believe that eventually you will leave. You will leave because you won't be happy. So for example, if you value family time and your job requires you to leave in the morning when the kids are in bed and you're back and the kids are back in bed, and you hardly get to see them, at some point, you are going to find yourself miserable. And obviously, if you're miserable, you're not going to keep working into your 80s, which if that's your goal, you want to find something that's sustainable, right? So really knowing your values and making sure that your work aligns with your values is going to ensure that it's sustainable to keep doing this work for as long as you want it to. And then finally, profitable. It needs to pay the bills. I mean, we're talking about work here. We're talking about a job here. There's a difference between volunteering. There's a difference between having a hobby. And there's certainly nothing wrong with any of those things. But I mean, even thinking back to yesterday, Dr. P, like he was so conscious about his coins. He was like, okay, we're going to register X amount of patients today. If we divide by two, that means you're going to get this and I'm going to get this. And that is plenty revenue for the day to day. Like Literally, we have that conversation. And, you know, there's certain things that when we do in the clinics, certain procedures, we get paid more for. And so he was conscious about, okay, this person has come in with this. I'm going to go do the procedure. I love doing procedures like this. And then he would come out and say, I drained this big abscess and I packed it. And, you know, he was so excited about doing all these things, which of course he was excited to do them and take care of the patient. So it was just interesting to watch that. Yes, he was there to do the work, but he was also not there just for a hobby or just to while away the time. He was also there to earn a revenue and that seemed to be motivating for him. And for many of us, it's motivating too when we're being compensated for the work that we're doing. So 
yes, making sure that your work is profitable will help you. And I mean, money isn't everything, obviously, but it definitely is a very good motivating factor, especially if you're working. Different from a hobby, different from volunteering. But if you're showing up to work, you want to get paid for the work that you're doing. To summarize, it is absolutely possible to enjoy your work so much so that you're doing it into your 80s and maybe even into your 90s. And Dr. P isn't an end of one for me. I've met many other physicians throughout the course of my career who have continued to work as long as they're able to. And it's not just physicians. In fact, I worked at a hospital where the person who was doing all the accounting for the ER doctors for the department was also a senior senior. (laughs) And so not a senior who just turned 65, but like a senior, senior, senior. He had retired decades ago as a CFO of the hospital, but he continued to work doing the accounting stuff for the department, the emergency department. And if this is your desire, I mean, it certainly is mine to continue to add value to my community. And yes, I can do that through volunteering and being on boards and all these other things that I also plan to do. But I also do want to continue to work in my capacity as a physician and as a therapist. And if that's your desire to do so, it's important that you make sure that the work is enjoyable, sustainable, and profitable. Okay. And so to end today with a quote, this is one that I'm sure you have definitely heard many times and one that I've heard and, you know, will kind of roll my eyes at it whenever, because it sounds so cliche, but it's by Mark Twain. And it says, find a job you enjoy doing, and you will never have to work a day in your life. And I believe that it's very true and very possible. Until next time, Remember that I'm here always fiercely advocating for your happiness and your success. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a review on Apple Podcasts because it really, really helps get the word out about Happy Without Medicine. Okay, I'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuandi, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.